What up, what up, what up? What's happening, y'all? This is the Fire This Time Podcast. Back at it again with you, episode 54. My name is Sonny Ture. I'm Akita G. And welcome back. Big welcomes in place, you know what I'm saying? Go on and welcome people properly, though. We know we're going to give it to Akita. He's going to welcome yeah. people like it should be done. As usual and always, thank you for coming and kicking it with us today on this uh, happy Monday. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to deliver to you the fire again. It's sort of warm outside, but we here. And, uh, you know, we hoping, you know what I'm saying, you do what you need to do. If you're listening, like, subscribe, share. Yeah, we're going to spread the word, you know what I'm saying, that flame. We're going to spread that fire this time, you know. And uh, me and I keep talking about some ways to engage folks on the social media, specifically the Instagram a little bit better, right. that we're going to implement immediately. So, uh, yeah, look out for that, you know. To you make sure you, t- you tap in with us, Fire This Time Pod on Instagram, and, uh, yeah, p- and offer your voice, offer your response. Yeah, you going to have me on Instagram out here. It's going to be uh, uh, thoughticians. Oh, yeah, we need a, yeah, no, you're right. You're right, I keep running, it. Uh, running all through the gram. It's crazy. It's crazy. You can You can certainly go wayward. <laughs> hey man, on Instagram. I see dudes almost finna. They working. They working equipment at the job. They finna run into some shit. You know what I'm saying, bro? Look at this. I'm like, man, listen. I I just see too much of it now. You know what I'm saying? That and TikTok is ridiculous. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. So uh, what we gonna talk about today, y'all? Had to get right to it. Uh, the big topic. Is, the big topic is gonna be uh, on the Woman King, the upcoming movie starring Viola Davis, talking about the, the uh, Amazon Warriors. Yeah, uh, Dahomey, the yeah. uh, African Kingdom of Dahomey. Yeah. So uh, we're going. We, we uh, did our study on that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And uh, we have a very good historical presentation, kinda, on the uh, Amazons uh, of know? Dahomey. Shout, shout out to hometown history. You know. Oh what yeah, I'm home, saying? I, yeah. Is it home, home team? team yeah. Home team history. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you ain't, if you hear that, go subscribe. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? On they YouTube. got a YouTube page. Go check out that channel right there because uh, he giving out some solid shit. One I of, learned some shit. One of the most solid pages for African and uh, I would say Pan-African history yeah. and politics. Yeah. Uh, mostly history. I mean, it's yeah. a history page. It's mostly history. But, we but know he's how, solid on it. Oh, yeah. We know how interweaved history is in everything that we do in the present. Like always. Right. So, uh, but yeah, a lot of interesting stuff to go on. Also, we're going to react to the trailer for the movie. Yeah. As well as talk about the actual history. So look out for that. Uh, we're also going to uh, talk briefly about uh, some, de- you know, m- new developments in the Emmett Till case. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's crazy. We're talking you know about something saying? that happened in the 50s. And we're you know, still dealing with this shit. Still dealing with it, Aki. So uh, we're going we're gonna to touch on that, uh, specifically with uh, the killer. And the situation around her uh, unpursued uh, warrant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, some, you know, the black community pushing for it to be. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. First up, we want to talk about a little bit of the American political scene. Wow. Uh, talk about the Biden presidency, the Biden Kamala Harris. Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. Presidency. Wow. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And and really, you know, we could we could talk we could throw a bunch of numbers at you, you know, but their numbers since May, we know that, you know, Kamala's disapproval rating is nearing sixty percent. Yeah. You know, that it, shit don't make no it's, sense. It's getting worse and worse, you know. And Biden is rivaling, you know, Trump and how 
much the country disapproves. Yeah. Actually, actually, they disapproved that when you do the ratio of disapprovement of a president. Now, nah, he's doing worse than Trump. I, I believe it. I believe it. You know, he's doing worse than Trump. I mean, uh, I, it's crazy. I hadn't even paid attention to this presidency as much. But every time I do, some weird shit is going on. Facts, I can. He falling off a bike. I seen the dude. He looked like a vampire. You know what I'm saying? I, I seen him speaking on the podium, and then he turned around over his over what was his uh, right shoulder, <laughs> and uh, to shake somebody's hand, but nobody was there. Just look over your shoulder, honey. So he was like, like <laughs> trying to shake a shake a ghost hand, man. And he just kept the hand up and walked toward his seat, like he was pointing to his seat the whole time. I mean, like, oh, like I mean, don't get me wrong, you know. Not to take anything away from the man's personal accomplishments or anything that he's achieved in his life, man. It's sometimes it's time when you need to sit your ass down. You know, just yeah. need to sit your ass down. I mean, like, you remember, uh, what's that movie, Underworld? Oh, yeah, with the vampires. Yeah, and you remember the the vampire boss? The one that was asleep? He came up out of there. That's how he looked, bro. Oh, yeah. That's how he looked, black man. He looked just like that. You know what I'm saying? So he looked like at any moment he could go. He <laughs> <No>. could go <laughs> he for looked, real. He looked like at any moment. Like he sit down. You know what I'm saying? To put on, to take off his shoes. Put his socks on. If he's putting on his own shoes and socks right now, because he looking. You know what I'm saying? But the, the thing about it is, is that you know, with that, you know, going down, then you got a who would be there at that if something. If he was, uh, oh yeah, hey, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'm praying Biden hold on, cause what you about to say? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But uh, we might be left with just, you know what I'm saying, cop Mala. cop Mala. You know, and I mean, real talk as a vice, I ain't seen too many vice presidents that's been considered to be a joke. But like, yo, it's a sliver of the population that really take her seriously. Man, it's not. It's at, at least from my perception, maybe I'm in different circles, you know. Uh, but even what, who you would expect to be her, you know, mainstay in yeah. terms of her base. Yeah. You know, it, you know, it's not there. It's, I, not, it's not there. I mean, you know, what I'm saying we, we seen she got she got. I mean, of course, these numbers don't mean much, but she released it. She got you know videos on her YouTube page. You talking about like five thousand views? Yeah. From two months old, you know, and. Uh, it's just like people really don't care. Like yeah. people really not invested. I know views ain't you know the best metric, but uh, it's also one. You know what I'm saying? As far as your reach, your engagement. Yeah. From uh, in the digital age, you know, it, it is one number to look at, and she's not getting no play. I mean, nowhere. I mean, you know, what I'm saying like uh, we got to look how she got there, but you know what? We're not even gonna go all in that. We we did see her speak recently. No, it was just today, and I was confused. Like, was this last week or you know, over yeah. the weekend? In the in the NAACP. Let me get it right because Kamala got it wrong <laughs> on the clip. Uh, at the the NAACP's annual conference, uh, she uh, spoke. I think she gave the keynote, right? And uh, my man Aki over there is hurting, but. Uh, Anyways, Kamala speaks at the conference, and uh, at first <laughs> she gets to the mic talking about NACP. You know, it's like you you don't get that pass. Let's bring our key back. I a 
Pop me out on that. Damn, they're about to choke to death over here. <laughs> but um, yeah, terrible speaker. Oh yeah, I mean word salads. You know what I'm saying? They need a Kamala hmm. salad out here. She, she she rivaling Caesar in this bitch. I mean, honestly, it was some doubt about her when she came in there. Um, you know, they made a little uproar about it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, they tried to put black women behind that. But um, from her past, we seen this stuff just was not right. It just wasn't right. I think for... I- I think a lot of black women would have voted Democrat either way. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that Kamala did bring some out. And I'm not even saying the black women that voted for Kamala are supporters and, like, you know what I'm saying, part of her base, you know, uh, maybe voting base. But as far as, like, who's keeping up with the day by day, who's keeping up with the day by day, or, you know, the oh, real yeah. political maneuvers, or even that's, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, real supporters of her. I don't, I, mean, I don't think those are huge numbers, for real. I mean, when I think about it, like, um, they tried to push the whole thing. What is she, an AKA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, but I think after the Obama thing, I think we were just on our guard, you know? And uh, we've seen her track record, criminal justice track record. Um, you know, a lot of exposing. Went off. So I mean, we were already disillusioned with the Democratic Party, yeah. and the Kamala Harris is definitely a figure which is quickening that disillusionment. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. her, her and Biden. But you know what? All right, let's get back to the what she said at the NAACP conference, yeah. right? So she made uh, a note that U.S. the U.S. Uh, has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies, and she said this in reference to abortion and women's right to abortion. Yeah, and. Uh, which opens the doorway, you know, for, you know, this white feminist comparison to, you know, black people who, you know, were experiencing colonialism, white supremacy. Yeah. In a way that, you know, we're talking about, it doesn't approach the conversation, I think, of privacy rights yeah. over abortion. Even though I firmly do believe that abortion shouldn't be criminalized. Women shouldn't mm-hmm. be going to jail and prison for getting abortions. I don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, even if I have, you know, other like cultural like resistances or, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying uh, opposition to, uh, you know, abortion practice freely, like yeah. it's encouraged by the white feminist movement, the sexual, you know, this Western sexual liberation movement. Yeah. Uh, how they encourage abortion, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do have you know, opposition questioning of, but uh, you know, the, what do you think about the comparison though, Aki? The comparison between that she's making between, uh, the, you know, the United States attempting to own the bodies of women of all races and her, Kamala comparing that to the actual ownership of, you know, African-American enslaved people. Um, you can't compare. Well, I'm not going to say that <clears throat> um, ownership of women's bodies is good. That's not um, that's wrong on any level. Um, comparing it with slavery is a lot different um, because you controlled the woman's body but you also controlled what it produced so um, it, it created a, how could you say a, a continued line of slave 
you were treated like cattle. Women outside of enslaved women were not necessarily treated like cattle. African-American women were treated like cattle. They had no control over their bodies. That is an African-American experience. Um, It cannot be related to all women, especially when they were white women married to these white men who were doing these acts, if not some of them doing the acts themselves. Right, right. So you can't compare that shit to say it was women who was participating in slavery. It was cool with it. Yeah, I mean, African people, especially African women, uh, but all African people were subject to not being able to say who they were going to sleep with, who they were going to have children with. Yeah. That was something that was habitually stripped from African women. Yeah. You know, that was a widespread practice, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, a far, something far different and exceeding, you know, uh, What's you know the the privacy rights conversation on abortion? Yeah, that's going down right now, and I think it's okay to make that distinction, and uh, you know, to compare that to the ownership of slaves. I you know I definitely oppose it, but uh, you know compared to Kamala's other offenses, I ain't saying this ranks <clears throat> crazy high up there. I mean I don't know. You at the NAACP convention and you talking about NAC, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying you just you know I mean. She just nobody takes that takes it serious. Uh, we were saying that earlier. Like, hell, I think Mike Pence was taking more serious than she was. But well, he didn't talk much. What makes me mad is is maybe not as much Kamala saying what she said. You know, the you uh, in, in reference to abortion rights, the U.S. has a history of of owning human bodies, uh, which you know on the surface is true, of course. Yeah. But it's the applause that she got over saying some just crazy simple shit. You know what I'm saying? What? So I mean, for y'all that didn't hear the clip, the NAACP annual conference audience, you know, erupted in applause hmm. at this utterance by Kamala, right? <laughs> and I'm just thinking, well, I mean, that's to be expected when you think about who makes yeah. up the NAACP, yeah. and uh, you know, these are people at this conference that, you know, are lifelong Democrats and, uh, you know, in that, you know, in that type of world. Go ahead. Though. I mean, but I mean, obviously, you know, it must be something with her because, uh, you know, a lot of her, you know, aides and stuff, you know, they, you know, pretty much quitting the camp, you know, resigning from their positions, moving on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people on that list. And so, you know, she could be difficult to work with, you know. I'm sure we're going to get the books that say as much, you know, pretty soon. You know. Uh, But, I mean, and that's been some of uh, what's been said. You know, I don't doubt it. I mean, Uh, she a a lawyer. Lawyers can be difficult to get along with, whether they um, men or women. She's a power broker. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, one of her greatest powers is her identity. You know, and... I think she's she's brokered more advancements in her career off of that from from my my point of view than any type of expertise or high intellectual type of you know heft on a certain subject or perceived identity. Right. 
I uh, mean, yeah, yeah, perceived per- identity. Uh, That's no uh, another uh, conversation right there. Especially when we talk about like what she's done federally or in the federal type of limelight. Yeah. And, uh, even on the podcast, we talked about her politics and what she pursued and did, even in California. Yeah. How, you know what I'm saying, her prosecutors uh, going after, you know, black men for this and that, locking them up, locking you know, them up unjustly. For truancy. You know, per- pursuing uh, uh, further, like, uh, charges, even in the face of, you know, evidence and, mm. you know, just, you know. More of the same Of what we expect From a white system You know yeah. That Kamala is such a good Representation of Yeah You know She's not uh, She's not for the home team Shout out to home yeah. team history There you go There you go I uh, mean You know hey But uh You know With that being said Aki Let's let's quickly touch On the ne- next topic And get right into The woman king uh, Next topic We're gonna talk about Emmett Till So we mentioned There's been some Developments <laughs> in that case uh, Mainly being That Uh a warrant so some uh, I don't know if it was a group of historians I ain't got this part of the story pulled up but I know some people went into the basement of a certain police department you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying where the warrant was issued for uh, Carolyn Bryant Donham right Carolyn Bryant Donham is the woman that accused uh, Emmett Till of whistling at her making whatever lies she made up you know what I'm saying whatever she said uh, they end up getting him lynched, right? And uh, they found a warrant, you know, because, you know, it came out that she lied about it. So there was a warrant issue, but it was lost, you know, in, in the white supremacist clan bureaucracy of the South, you know, in the police department. The warrant was lost, and it was just recently found. You know, shit so, get missing. So there's people now that are pushing for the warrant to be executed because this woman is still alive. Mm-hmm. In like a nursing home type situation, but people are still saying, "Yo, serve justice." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. As they should, you know. I, I think they should fire her ass. Shit, I mean, we throw, got throw, like this. throw her ass off a bridge. I don't give a fuck. We got political prisoners right now sitting on doing life. Hand her over to us on some real shit. There hand, you go. hand her over to the Till family. You know, shit. We got political prisoners doing life that's about the same damn age as her. If not a little bit younger or older. Because I, I, new Africans, I feel like we're our own people. You know what I'm saying? The best political type of uh, result of a case like this, somebody doing something like this to one of our own, you let us punish her. She ain't going to be punished by y'all law and y'all justice system. Get it done in one day. Hmm. But, you know, beyond that, you know, so uh, I will say uh, one part of the case is that uh, – the the federal like Biden's attorney general has came out and said there's no new evidence. So somebody on the attorney general staff, let me see if I can find. Okay, here we go right here. So this is uh, uh, coming from uh, Associated Press. There's no new evidence to open the case back up, said Michelle Williams, chief of staff for Attorney General Lynn Fitch. So okay, and that's the Mississippi attorney general, not the federal. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mississippi, as we should not be surprised, you yeah. know what I'm saying, is not trying to pursue these charges, just like they were not originally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they lost the they, warrant on purpose, and they probably pissed that motherfuckers found it. They did. Only reason they didn't destroy it that they, they want didn't want any one of their community members getting in trouble for yeah. uh, this act. They're gonna just blame it on uh, an error, yeah, mismanagement or some shit. But uh, so beyond that. 
uh, if I can just introduce this last point real quick, Aki. So this is from Stacy Patton's Facebook, right? Stacy Patton is somebody who does uh, work, scholarly work in, uh, you know, the abuse of black children and, mm-hmm. and child abuse, right? So Stacy Patton says uh, on Facebook, uh, I was sent a copy of Carolyn Bryant Dunham's secret memoir. Mm. In it, she blames Emmett Till for his own death, and she calls herself a victim. It's a disgusting read. Here's the piece I wrote about it. You can read the 100-page memoir yourself. So Stacey Patton has uh, an article on this in News 1 uh, where she talks more about it. Mm. Uh, when Carolyn Bryant Dunham says, I always felt like a victim. Mm. So uh, <laughs> just seeing more ugliness from, you know, I mean, what's your response to all this, Aki? Like, I know it's old news, but, you know, some recent developments in old news. But go ahead. I'm like this. It ain't no surprise to me. Mississippi. This is Mississippi. Mississippi. This is good old, this is like good old boy Mississippi. Like, you know, when you can hang a nigga. Mississippi back then. Right. No, no problems asked. You know, I remember... I seen one and, 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 and we have to think about it. When they was looking for Emmett Till, they found about like 14 bodies. 14. Male bodies. Wasn't Emmett. They got down like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the warrant came up missing. Because the sheriff was probably on the, he was on the team. Matter of fact, it was some police officers that the the, the, the guys, the, when they did investigation, a lot of the guys died. But the original guys that they had, that they brought up for investigation, some of them got away. Like, they just, you know, they didn't prosecute them. Why? Because, damn, their judges were Klansmen. Some of the guys that participated in the ordeal were men, police officers, who were Klansmen. So it's like, you know, I do believe we need to try to get justice on that. I'm a, Like I said, I feel that way because, hell, we got political prisoners that's been sitting in the pen for years. Ain't nothing on them. No evidence, just they tried to seek nationhood. You know what I'm saying? So we got this woman who deliberately got a young, a young black man. In, what, what, 13? Yeah. Something like that Either 13 or 15 I can't uh, You know what I'm saying He was the young teenager though. You know what I'm saying He got killed for that 14 right 14 yeah. yeah 14. He got hit for that You know what I'm saying So shoot It gotta be some type of justice for that You know what I'm saying Um You know But you talking about Mississippi Mississippi already trying to get the stain of blood Off their hands from what they did And you also Every Black anti-colonial group has one, as one of their major tenets, you know, free all black political prisoners. Yeah, and uh, you know, white America for the for the white nationalists that protect the tenets of white America and how it was founded. Yeah, they get protected. Oh yeah, they get protected. They get protected. You know what I'm saying? And we can we can put a stamp on that convo right there. You know mm. what I'm saying? I mean, but th- this is further evidence of our colonized position. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know the people that take us out for offending the moral rays of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get protected. Yeah, yeah, for sure, 
For sure. Uh, but, you know, next up, we're going to talk about the uh, trailer and the history behind uh, the upcoming film called The Woman King. Ah. Starring Viola Davis and some other, uh, you know, uh, high-profile uh, black act, uh, actors and actresses. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the trailer begins, you know, her reign begins now. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we're going to start with the trailer, then maybe get into the history. Uh, which kind of, you know, the, her reign begins now. I, I do wonder how much they're going to try to paint the homie, the African kingdom being uh, depicted here as, uh, you know, some, you know, it, it ruled by Amazon warriors or, mm-hmm. or something, you yeah. know, instead of really placing it in its proper historical context, which I think is a lot more interesting than any type of, you know, backwards looking modern type of, uh, feminist yeah. lens. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, I guess what are your, some of your initial reactions to the, to the trailer itself? I mean, um, I sort of knew it was going to go that route. Just didn't know how. Um, but it didn't really go there. I will give it its credit. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. It depicted to some extent the true history. Right. But you know, of course, it's going to put us, you know, little movie spins to it and stuff like that. A lot of people have never really. That's the sensational part of the Dahomey Empire. You know, it, it definitely depicted. African people, especially African women, fighting against European colonizers and slavers. Yes, and and that was true. Right. They right. they they did fight against um European colonizers. It wasn't necessarily because of slavery, hmm. but they fought against them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um. And and so yeah, I mean they they talked about how the uh uh the homie warriors were uh. The palace guard, the king's guard, yeah. which was also a true statement. And they were also used militarily, yeah, uh, and raised up as an army at certain, you know, uh, mm-hmm. pivotal points. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I thought the trailer that definitely depicted a beautiful movie. Oh yeah, one it's... that I, one even with you know some hesitation, you know, of course, with any type of historical flick as a historian, you know, what I'm saying like there is some hesitation there, but I, I definitely look forward to seeing it and seeing how how they work with it. I was concerned that. The one love making yeah. scene that we see in the film, uh, it's not a, I mean, we don't see them having sex, but, but the, the, the one act of physical love shared between man and woman. In the trailer. In the trailer was between uh, an African woman and a white colonizer. Yeah, we still doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, we still doing this shit. That, you know, that's some early 19th century and we tragic to, mulatto, tragic, you know what I'm saying, uh, the type of shit. I just, uh. We got I mean, it's a preferred sexual fantasy of of European patriarchs. So I'm not surprised that Hollywood greenlit a movie with with that included in the script. It's and, damn near expected. And, and well, and I'll say this: if 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 Negroes would go read or learn about the Dahomey, they would probably be the last ones. Who would mess with a white one? Like the last ones. Of the, you're right though. Of the Dahomey society. Yeah. They'd be the last ones. Yeah, they'd be like the last ones. They didn't like their job was to guard the king. Their purpose was to guard the king. And they were, as far as I think, relative to maybe the average rule 
the homie citizen you know what i'm saying for like some of my terminology might be off of the time period but i think you understand what i'm saying the uh the mino and that that's what they were called yeah. uh the historical the actual historical name was mino yeah. which means our mothers yeah the, the uh so they held a prestigious position in that society yeah in that culture you know, uh, some even described them as having slaves that wore bells on their feet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that let people know, get the fuck out the way. Yeah. You know, and of course, those slaves might have just been servants being paid a wage or, you know, maybe, you know, slavery. We, we, if I say slavery, because we will be getting into the homie owning slaves in yeah. part- or I should say owning slaves and participating in the slave trade within Africa before and after European contact. Yeah. But so, we got to remember with that too is this that it's a European writing it. For, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. like they they they'll write it and see it as slave, but it's no different in say for instance in medieval Europe a knight always had a page. That's that's true. You that, know what I'm saying? So I it, it may be something like that either way they had a they had a high status status within society. I, no, I, you you're making the right interventions, Aki. That that was on a. I mean, and it should be said, we seen that their servants described as slaves on a BBC yeah platform video. Mm-hmm. You know, but it also should be of no surprise to us, which yeah. was also my point, that Dahomey owned and used slaves. Oh yeah, but if but also recognize that when we talk and we will be talking about Dahomey owning and using slave slaves african yeah. slaves it, this is not the same chattel slavery mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that europe inflicted on africa and its descendants and that you know of course our ancestors experienced mm-hmm. you know uh because that was wicked and uh oppressive to a degree that only the benefactors of the global capitalist system could produce meaning mm-hmm. white people right you know the forces mm-hmm. of white supremacy. So uh, keep the, let's keep that in mind. You know, there, there were big differences. But also, I think we should, should also say this. I think anywhere you look isn't, I mean, I think slavery is a is probably a social ill that should be corrected. Yeah. Because, I mean, because yeah. the homie gains slaves often not through peaceful bargain, not, not through pe- peaceful purchase, but through warfare. Yeah. And, uh, and oftentimes war with the Yoruba. Yeah. The the biggest historical enemy yeah. of the Dahomey people were the Yoruba, which is probably the largest and most influential mm-hmm. uh, ethnic group within Nigeria and often probably one of the most well-known in the African diaspora. Yeah, they like southwest Nigeria, and Dahomey was right there. I mean, and then that's to say that... um. You know, we have to look at the the plays that was taking place. You know, um, the Yoruba, the Homey was east of the Yoruba, if I recall right. No, west, west of the Yoruba. But yeah, you know, they were having constant wars with each other, and it was a sort of rivalry between them because there's a sort of ancestral relationship between the Fon and the Yoruba, sort of based on traditions. I don't know how deep and true that is, but from what I've been taught about them, they sort of have a common ancestry. Um, but they've always went at it before. Um, people have to sort of, you know, 
take, you know, Dahomey into his context. I mean, shit, let's just be real. Everybody over there at that time was participating in some form of enslavement, but the enslavement came in a whole different way. Because think about it. You had the French and Dahomey. You had the English over there with the Yoruba. So the English and the Yoruba, the English and the French, they already had mad wars. 100 years of war was with the French and English. You know what I'm saying? They're competing on a colonial level with each other. That competition with each other, they're fueling the wars. You know what I'm saying? They're fueling the wars, but they're, it's not necessarily they're fueling the wars. They're intensifying the wars because they're bringing, oh, I see you some guns, gunpowder, alcohol, things of that such nature. And, you know, these two groups played the same game with different in, with different you know what I'm saying right. chess masters I think it's important to say the advent and emergence of capitalism and the Atlantic slave trade it didn't just create new divisions but it also relied on exasperating exi- old. existing old divisions yeah. you know what I'm saying and uh, the division between your, the Yoruba people and the Dahomey people was Immense. Yeah, they got they uh, got a real beef. So I mean, part of the reason that the Dahomey uh, Kingdom emerged as the force that it was was because of constant enslavement. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And warfare perpetuated by the Yoruba people. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, so they uh, yeah, like I said, they rose in response to that. So um, with. With the Dahomey people, you know, they were, at, you know, at the same time that, you know, they maintain like a dual nature. They're victims of slavery, but also perpetuators of slavery. And, you know, yeah, which is which is brutal. I mean, you know, when you look in Africa, man, you just got to sort of, we, you know, when you read and study about Africa, you understand Africa and the way it was. These were groups, clans. I don't like to say it's clans or tribes because I thought that's sort of colonial. But for the sake of the term, I guess I got to use that. But different, well, I say different groups, ethnic groups, warring with each other, having issues with each other. Um, some wars were more intense than others. So say, for instance, like when the Hausa and the Yoruba or the Hausa and the Igbo was going at it in the area they call Nigeria today. That was an intense war. That's a war that even I know people who still, you know what I'm saying, just like, because it's been a rivalry because them people have been around each other for so long. It's not that they may not interact with each other. But obviously, this war that they was having with the Yoruba was a pretty, the Oyo Empire was pretty heavy. You know, either way, you know what I'm saying, you had these Dahomey warriors. Um, from what we, you know, from the accounts of what we can find, you know, they were very skilled warriors. Even the Europeans noted that hand-to-hand, they were skilled warriors. Um, and they sort of had sort of like a um, like a, a strike team type thing to them. Like, you know, when we thought, you know, you look at m- most of the accounts is with them going against the Europe. And, um, you know, they sent in like on some assassin type shit, you know. Um, oh. I mean, some assassin type shit, but also like we straight up marching on your walls. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We coming over the wall, nigga. Yes. You yes. know what I'm saying? And and when we get up in there and take over, it's not gonna be good. If, they... if you was down with the Yoruba people, 
even if you wasn't part of it, if you was just down with them, off with your head. You either getting decapitated or sold into slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Whole group, you know what I'm saying? Whole groups. Well, you know, one of the things you have to think, like, you look at where the colonies at. Look at who ruled the colonies in Americas, especially the ones who got the slaves. Then you'll see what was going on over there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, they, you know, a lot of Yoruba descendants ended up in Brazil. Yep. You know, um, because when, when uh, and not only Yoruba, but also Dahomey, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, specifically in the islands. So you talking more towards like, uh, say for instance, Haiti. Haiti was ruled by the French. So when the, you know what I'm saying, when the Europe, you know what I'm saying, with Caracol Hugger, they send them there, and they'll send them out through their little colonies and their colony network mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, these were significant wars that affected. And this is how um, the, com- the countries that even participated in the slave trade with the European um, end up being over here too. You see their blood over here too. For sure. I mean, because it covers the captives back and forth with the different tribe confederations and their European alliances. I think we got coons over here in the in the in the New World, right? Like in the in, in North America, our in our history. When I think about opponents that look like us, yeah, we got coons, yeah, right. But we as an ethnic group born in the New World. When I'm when I'm saying like our ethnicity, you know, what I'm saying we had an ethnogenesis. Yeah, you, you know, what I'm saying we're you know, through our various, uh, you know, I guess biological t- type of lineages, you know what I'm saying, coming from that, you know, mainly from the African coast. Yeah. You know, or uh, west coast of Africa. You know, so we came together and, you know, through social, political, cultural exchange, mm. you know what I'm saying, between people of different ethnic groups, African people of different ethnic groups, you know what I'm saying, we emerged, right? Yeah. We, but we don't have no history of going to war with people that look like us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As a as a new ethnic group, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, uh, of course, we have those historical ties to places that did. And we often were the captives of those type yeah. of, of wars. We were the victims but, but of also those wars. But also in our collective African-American history, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we don't have that inflection point as immediately as somebody from Yoruba or, you know, yeah. any one of these, yeah. you know, places. Yeah. So we definitely got something to learn about Pan-African solidarity and p- political relationships yeah. from our African ancestors. Well, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, go ahead. That's the thing. See, that, that's where, you you know, conversations got to get deep because there was no Pan-African thinking then. Right. You see what I'm saying? And we, that wasn't even thought. That was, that's a response to colonialism. Right. You know what I'm saying? There was no Pan-African thinking in it. This was individual kingdoms. So, trade. Yeah, and that the new world was born because of capitalism. Yeah. Right? And Marxism teaches us that this is, you know, part of this, you know, dialectical type of materialist, you know, uh, uh, way that history progresses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, so the new, the, the new world gave birth to this capitalist global system. Yeah. And... Uh, 
you know so i mean like i've said african-americans is a new world like uh, an an ethnic identity born with the emergence of the new world so yeah we're a new world people but but also just like you said pan-africanism is as well yeah because it's in response to you know the new and i'm not saying the new world i'm using that kind of in a funny type way right because this is how it's described historically Mm -hmm. but also this is not the age of humanist progress right uh, in a, you know, with our captivity and our and the oppression, uh, you know, and the reign of terror that white supremacy has reigned on us for hundreds of years now. Yeah. But uh, but it is important to say everything that you're saying, though. You know what I'm saying about Pan Africanism is a new thing. Yeah. That, that that did not exist. Like the Dahomey people. You know what I'm saying they weren't seeing themselves as you know you know where are you you know a unique yeah, group the, in in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, the whole concept of you can probably say even Africa wasn't a concept, like or being African. Yeah, like that, that wasn't even a thing. Um, and we and that's something the African Americans, I think, not just learning on the surface, but I'm I'm talking about what are the political implications of you know what I'm saying uh, of you know Pan African as being a new world concept and the fact that it is very political. This is this shit is very beyond. Yeah. Uh, just skin color deep, and I yeah. say it's political because there were groups of Africans that allied with the French. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We saw uh, on Home Team History showed us a poster of uh, the homie warrior, in this case a male one, mm-hmm. in opposition to a French soldier who was African. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, like, so I guess my point with, with all that was like skin, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, you know, what I'm saying? and I mean the way we perceive it here, you got to understand the Pan African thought was really born in the West. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, diasporan type of idea. Um, we looked at all black, you know, what I'm saying as the same, because in the West we all got here damn near the same way, whether you in Brazil. Whether you in the islands, whether you in the United States. So our thinking was like, we got to come together. You know what I'm saying? So when, and then, I mean, I guess probably one of the biggest ways you could have probably seen that was probably with the Garvey movement. Because it being centered in New York, you just had an influx of Jamaicans and, and Central Americans and Islanders and people from different places and stuff like that all coming up there. And they just in there just intermingling with, you know, the Negro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you got it now. You got this amalgamated thing going on up there, too. So it's like, you know. So I, I'm interested to see where the film takes the homies role in the slave trade. Because I, I think film is a great form to discuss complicated, nuanced things. You know what I'm saying? Like, like film can spark very generative, positive conversations. On it's going to be about the response that is given. If it's on some nostalgia shit and everybody just get caught up and then they, oh, they'll, they'll never even believe. You have to spend your time teaching. You have to spend time like, you know what really happened. You know what really what that was like. I mean, at the end of the day, they were good warriors. They were qualified warriors, uh, um, you know. A, a story like this getting this type of budget, this is in some ways unprecedented, right? Because mm-hmm. we're talking about, and I, I and I hope that this be, this remains the core, right? Opposition yeah. to colonialism, opposition. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but 
part of me just knows Hollywood is going to have some type of spin on it where the African men or male leadership or something like that are, are cast into the pot of the patriarchal force yeah. dominating, you know what I'm saying, the femininity yeah. uh, 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 of the Amazon warriors. Yeah, and that wasn't even the case. like Because they serve their king. Yeah, and, 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 and that society... Define the society didn't see women like that. Like they, we wasn't on no European shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It was like okay, them female warriors, them the king's warriors, right? You know what I'm saying? Not only, yeah, they probably shank your ass up because they know some different stuff, but they the king's warriors. We're gonna see. I mean, we know that the only kiss that we saw in the trailer was, you know, and now my hope is that the Amazon, well, I should say the Mino warrior. You know, slits the the white man's throat after she kisses him, right? That's that my, would be awesome. That that's my hope. That would be awesome. But uh, we'll see. You know what I'm saying? This is the same Hollywood that made the antagonist of the Harriet Tubman movie a black man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bigger Thomas. No, yeah. bigger. My bad. Bigger it, Long. I, it's, it's worse than Bigger Thomas. It's Bigger Long. Sounds like a porno name, don't it? <laughs> In, intentionally. Yeah. Intentionally. Yeah. That yeah. that makes it easier to malign him. You know, because the greatest fear, you got to think, and we, we already know, white patriarchy's greatest fear or greatest thing that it, it rejects is, I mean, in a lot of ways, the male, what, what would Tommy Curry say, the male phallus, hey. the black male phallus. Racial. Phallocentrism. Misandric aggression. Right. And it's finest. Big or long is a direct reference to phallocentrism. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Of the black male. And if you want to know what that means, we could talk about Tommy Curry another time. That's another time. But, right you know, real quick, because we wrapping it up. Yep. So we got just just in a minute, you know, there is a the home uh, 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 a woman of the Mino uh, warrior class, right? That from the home he gets enslaved and ends up in Haiti, mm-hmm. right? Under the French, right? Uh, you know, due to the French, right? And her name is uh, uh, Ad Barea Toya. You know, we're gonna say Auntie Tor- uh, Toya. That's what home team history called her. So I'm gonna yeah. say Auntie Toya, Auntie Toya, right? So she ends up in, in in Haiti, and the Haitian revolutionary leader that led for much of the time with Toussaint Louverture, and That's then lean, and then after Toussaint gets offed right by the French, yeah, he uh, Desalines takes over completely. Yep, right? and kicks their ass again, and kicks their ass again. So uh, the woman that taught Desalines, you know, what I'm saying how to fight. You know, by some accounts, how to throw a knife was a Mino G. Was a Mino warrior, and what a great movie that would make. You know, uh, what I'm saying a Mino G. Yeah, that would make an awesome movie. Following her from her, you know, wars. I'm not sure if this particular woman also fought against the French and Dahomey. No, no. But, uh, but we can dramatize that part. Nice. Imagine a movie where she's she fights against the French and Dahomey, gets enslaved, sent to Haiti, and fights against the French there, and, and helps push. The revolution. Well, that's the thing. The second, the second French war in Dahomey took place like right before the Haiti thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, if she was over there as a young girl, she may have seen it. But she know we know she was trained because mm-hmm. she trained him. Right. So she was trained in something. Oh yeah. And she trained him. So oh, yeah. This, you know, was, this was an elite group. Yeah, they—they, uh, they, you know, what I'm saying these were people selected by the king often, mm, and and recruit. to do the, the, the to solidify like we're going to get this and end this today. Yep. And another thing, you, I will say, and we got to cut out of here, 
is that white people, the white men that they fought in France, or fought the white Frenchmen that they fought against, they fought in the first um, Domaha Franco War, they fought in the second Domaha Franco War. And um, they said it, like, the only reason why we sort of beat them is because we had superior weaponry and technology. You know what I'm saying? Our bayonets was longer than ours, and we had more guns than them. You know? So that can only do so much, the hand-to-hand combat. But they said, if they got close up on you, there's problems. Oh, it should be totally different, bro. If they didn't have the technology, the guns, the type of... And I'll say this, too. Training. Because they said that they didn't shoot their rifles from the shoulders. They shot it from the hip. If this was all melee combat, been- I, I know we on some Afro futurist or alternative yeah. African past shit. Yeah, a lot of hatching. But if there was... Yeah. Because they got down. Don't get it twisted. Them, nah. them, them girls got... Them ladies got down. They they did the stories. They taking off heads. Listen, hand-to-hand, we can take them, Aki. <laughs> if, if, if shit in New Africa right now was just hand-to-hand, we could rise up and be free tonight, nigga. Say, say just swords and shields. If it was, Old fashioned style. If this was only pa- the paws. Just the paws from the shoulders. Straight to show from the shoulders. <laughs> if, that, if, if it was only hands and feet, Aki, we get free tonight. We get free tonight. That, <laughs> out, yeah, out, even outnumbered, I guarantee it. Probably could, bro. Probably would do that. Because you know what? They don't like to take us on that. They don't never like to give us that opportunity. They don't like to give Exactly. They're going to have 19 police officers and 19 guns drawn at the same time. So, you know what I'm saying? You can't even get... Y'all don't want to squabble? Y'all don't want to squabble. That's how I be. Hands up. We be free. Peace out, y'all. Peace.